Once again, it is a pleasure to be on the One Gospel Podcast. Um, if you are listening uh, today, uh, we have um, Pastor Philo Jean, um, also known as Pastor Mono. Uh, he is the pastor of Philadelphia Church of the Newborns, uh, located in West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, he's a Christian apologist, and um, not only... Uh, I know him personally, but uh, he is my pastor, um, and I have a pleasure uh, working alongside with uh, alongside with him um, at the church. So, welcome, Pastor Mano, to our One Gospel podcast. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fine, Pastor Evans. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you this afternoon and this very special occasion. Awesome. Uh, we're going to get right into it. Um, I know you like apologetics. I know that is your um, specialty. A lot of people hear you on the radio, um, mostly um, the you know Haitian radio. And it is a perfect opportunity for us to uh, reach out to the uh, English, um, you know, um, speaking uh, con- uh, people uh, to let them know um, why defend the gospel. Why defend the gospel? Um, let me just start off with this. Um, you know, we are instructed to defend the God, uh, defend the faith in response to those who challenge the Bible, uh, Jesus and the gospel. The word apologetics, as you know, comes from the word, Greek word, um, word uh, apologia, uh, which is used eight times in the New Testament. Um, and one verse that attracts me the most is first Peter chapter three, verse 15. And it says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. So here we see defending the faith is necessary, according to that passage. Um, But we see uh, um, our evangelical Christian faith is constantly attacked um, by the liberal media false religions, um, cults, and so-called, you know, Christians, such as the postmodern gang. Um, in the Bible, God speaks. The scriptures um, are his word. Um, to hear or read the scriptures is nothing else than to hear God himself. So, to start off, um, what is the gospel? Well, as uh, we all know, it is being defined as uh, the good news but when we talk about the gospel that uh, leads us straight to the bible because we know we know there are different types of gospel even in the music world the so-called secular world you know uh, one uh, is preaching a gospel but uh, when we look at the gospel it is a gospel that is dedicated to praise the, the devil you know, you have some rap music, some hip hop, or everything. They call it gospel. As a matter of fact, we see how they use the word six six six, meaning that those people, you know, have something in order to uh, really share with the world uh, a type of gospel that uh, is really different to the gospel that we are talking about this afternoon, because. Our gospel is the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ uh, for the simple fact that the Bible says in Romans 3, 23, for 
all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And we note for that for the wages of sin is death, but the Bible says the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, Jesus Christ came into this world. He left glory. He came down to this world to give his life so mankind can have eternal life. So that is the gospel. That means the gospel is the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ who came to this world to die for sinners. And the Bible so whosoever believes in him should have eternal life. So that is the gospel. So wow. we, define, we define it as the good news mm -hmm. of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. Awesome, awesome. Um, in what ways, as you as a pastor, um, I know you... Again, like I said, you know, you you teach a lot of apologetics. Um, you teach how to, you know, defend um, the faith, um, especially at, you know, at Philadelphia Church of the Newborns, and also you do it at the radio. Uh, what drives you to uh, teach people, to equip people uh, uh, to defend the gospel? Well, um, first of all, we understand that um, the Christian faith is under attack because uh, we have an enemy called the devil that nobody can deny his existence. And uh, his purpose, his goal, is really to intimidate, you know, and uh, destroy any way he can those who practice the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. For that reason, we come to the understanding that defending the faith of the believers is crucial, is something very important. Because when someone comes to faith, he, is, he becomes a soldier that is enrolled in the greatest army. That's the army of the living world. However, we know that we are living in a world that is upside down. So Christians have been intimidated by the media, by the what we call political correctness, by the false cults that are out there, you know, just to, you know, lead people astray. And... For that reason, I believe that people must stand up, speak up, and defend the Christian faith at all costs. By the same token that a country, you know, a sovereign country that has an army and uh, the reason of the existence of the army is to wanna put order is to defend the country. Therefore, I see that it is also necessary for us as believers in Christ to stand and defend the faith of those who trust the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation. Now, to me, it is an imperative. That's why we, as believers, need to stand to defend the gospel. As a matter of fact, there is nothing else, nothing else that is 
as much important as the gospel. Not Washington, not even Washington, no government on earth, you know, no religion, you know, is as important as the gospel. So by doing by one uh, saying that we see how important it is for us as believers as soldiers soldiers of the cross to stand and defend the i mean the gospel of Jesus Christ that is considered as the greatest the deepest and the most important element of the universe. Wow, that's awesome. Um, you know, again, uh, I'm always amazed when you, you know, when you speak because when it comes to the gospel, when it comes to defending the gospel, you're always on it. And um, and I truly appreciate that about you. And that's something I learned, um, you know, you know, growing up um, and um, by your teaching and and also learning how to defend the gospel and the reason why we need to defend the gospel. Um, do you think um, some Christians are reluctant to defend the gospel and why? Oh yes, uh, as I mentioned earlier, there are a lot of uh, believers who, who are, I mean the reason why we experiment the reluctance is simply because on, uh, they're afraid, and some of them, you know, they're afraid for many reasons. Uh, one reason, one of the first reasons is um, what we call, you know, uh, lack of equipment, meaning that mm -hmm. they don't have the knowledge mm -hmm. to stand up and defend their faith. And also, uh, another reason is what we call intimidation. You know, we have like a third reason, you know, some people um, who claim to be Christian should be called, you know, professors of the faith wow. and not possessors hmm. of the faith. Wow. You can be a professor of the Christian faith without having what we call the blessed, you know, um, without having the blessed assurance of eternal life. That's why you see a lot of people, they just go to church, mm -hmm. you know, they go to church. However, sin is the lifestyle. We say those people are professors of the faith, you know, but the professors of the faith are people who are, you know, not only they embrace the gospel, but they won. Uh, they, they, they they took position for Christ. That's another thing. That's wow. very important. You need to take position mm -hmm. for Christ. And if you try to make a comparison, one with what we call the secular world, you would see how those people and the the media, the secular world, they believe in what they're doing. So why not us? You know, the billing and what we call promoting the corruption, you know, and promoting the false teaching, you know, to lead people astray. When we, as believers, we have the essence, we have what, what, what is the most important, the gospel of life. So why not 
standing up to defend, you know, our position, to defend our gospel, to defend our riches, you know, that, that, to, to, to defend our blessing. I mean, every good word, you know, we know in this world, we can use, you want to use those words to describe the gospel because what, what, that's what it's all about. So why, why, why shouldn't we? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Professors and professing? Possessors. Possessors. And professors. Wow. 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 That's powerful. I'm going to have to use that, Pastor. <laughs> um, you, you mentioned something. Um, you said uh, a lot of people don't defend the gospel because they lack knowledge. Um, do you believe in today's church, in some churches today? I'm not saying all churches, but do you believe in some churches? Um, um, some churches are more focused on a uh, feel-good message rather than preaching the gospel? Well, uh, without uh, doing what we call personality or pointing, you know, a finger at anybody, we know uh, that's what is popular in our world. The mm -hmm. feel-good gospel. As a matter of fact, we cannot, we will never be anyone be afraid, or we will never hesitate to say that the church, you know, becomes a business. Wow. You know, and one way we should say that the church is a business. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's business. It's you know. It's it's a it's a business of the Lord Jesus Christ, which consists of you know one uh, saving soul for eternity, saving soul for the kingdom of God. But you know, uh, it's been transformed in what we call we even call a secular business. The same way we have shops out there, we have Kmart, we have Walmart. You have um, like. Um, uh, Wendy's, uh, you have uh, Publix, the church has become what we call a store, you know, without um, shelves. Hmm. You know, I mean, people use the church to build their own kingdom, wow. to build their own empire. So, for that reason, we see, I mean, uh, that uh, a lot of preachers feel comfortable just to preach the feel-good gospel so they can attract people, more attract the more people that we, that they can because, you know, they do, by attracting more people, they will, you know, just give them the sweet messages that uh, they want to hear. This is another thing, you know. People, a lot of preachers, they're so one, uh, I would say, one cunning. They investigate to find out what people want to hear, so they just deliver it to them. And then one, they know that they're going to have those people's pocket. So that is the problem. That's the feel-good gospel. You see it on TV, you hear it on the radio, you hear it everywhere. And when someone takes the one ultimate decision to preach, you know, the gospel boldly, they call you radical. But it's a, a title that we should be afraid of because, believe me, uh, if we look throughout the Bible, we can see that our God is a radical God. Jesus is a radical. Oh, the prophet were all radical. Mm. 
the, the apostles, they, 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 they were all radical because they stand by what they preach. Yes. Okay, they stand by what I mean. They stood by what they preach. They stood by what by what they believe. You know that's why we also, as believers of Christ, we need to take the same path. You know, feel good gospel is not you know the gospel. We need to one feed the church of the Lord Jesus Christ with. You know this is. I mean, this is out of range. Let me just put it this way. This wow. is out of range. That's powerful. Um, you know, real believers do not allow those who speak falsely about Jesus or the gospel to go unchallenged. Uh, they are to be corrected, uh, as the Bible tells us, especially for the sake of others, you know, that are listening that may be influenced in their false teaching. We see there's a lot of false teaching out there, and that is why we definitely need to uh, defend the gospel as you know first um, Peter chapter 3 15 tells us uh, we see it in second uh, Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 um, John wrote I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth yes you know third John chapter 1 verse 4 and then Jesus said uh, he said if you abide in my word you are my disciples indeed and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. That's John 8, verse 31 through 32. Um, you know, our main purpose is to give Christians um, information that will equip them to protect themselves from false teaching uh, that prey on the innocent and unwary. Um, by doing this, we encourage others to stand true to the word of God against a growing apostasy. And, you know, we see that the gospel needs to be preached throughout the whole world it is our goal oh yes and it it needs to be preached with power with energy with determination because we we are living in a world uh, that is um, uh, I would say spiritually speaking our world is in chaos. Mm. And if we examine bit by bit every sector, you know, uh, of the world, look, we will see that uh, there is what we call a degradation. So it's, it's like everything is falling apart. But I believe in a situation like that in the world like in the world like this the church is the only remedy to a sick world to a sick generation for that reason we really uh, i mean we uh, first of all the, the believers in Christ need to equip themselves with the word of truth because Jesus counts on them. Uh, it's like we, when you believe in Christ, you become Christ's mouth to speak the word. You become 
Christ's eyes to see where the needs are. You become Christ's hand to stretch out to those who are in need. You become Christ's feet to go, you know, where other people would not go. Remember that we are the body of Christ. Amen. So as the body of Christ, we are a people with purpose. We have a goal. In order for us to fulfill our mission, we need to do what is necessary, meaning we need to equip ourselves and go. Remember what um, the prophet Isaiah answered when he heard the voice of the Lord calling, you know, whom should I send who will walk for us? He replied, I mean, he answered, here I am, Lord, send me. Mm. So we need to be ready to go. Even it's going to cost, our, to cost us our lives. Because if Jesus uh, was afraid to leave his glory and come to this world, we would not be here today. If we did not have people like Apostle Paul, we did not, like, we did not have people like Peter, we did not have prophets like, you know, Isaiah, one who was murdered by the servants of probably King Manasseh. If we don't have, if we didn't have people like that who stood up for the good cause and who, who also accepted to give away the blood as seed, we would not be here today. So we need to go out of our comfort zone to minister the word of the living God. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Wow. Amen. Amen. Oh, Pastor, <laughs> I'm truly blessed by this. And um, I'm, I'm praying that whoever is listening to this are blessed by it too. That they are encouraged, you know, to uh, study the word and, and be prepared at all, in season and out of season. And, um, um, before I have you have that you have that last word, I'm gonna just close with that um, first that verse I mentioned in First Peter chapter three verse fifteen it says, "But sanctify the Lord your hearts, uh, Lord God, in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense uh, to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you, with meekness and fear. Our hope is in Jesus Christ." And Pastor, I'm gonna just let you have the last word. And um, you know, maybe someone is listening um, right now to this podcast, and they may be struggling um, and um, asking, "How can I be, remain stand firm in the gospel?" Yes. Um, first of all, I want to thank each and everyone who is listening. Uh, to the to the uh, to this broadcast, so my advice to you uh, would be: first of all, uh, look for a good uh, believing 
you know, Bible teaching church to attend. If you go somewhere and you realize that uh, the pastor is like a comedian who is, you know, preaching just to make people laugh, but there is nothing serious, you know, no biblical food, you just need to get out. You know, look, a real church, a real local church, where the word is being preached, where the word is being taught. So uh, that would be my first advice. And also, you need to apply your life to reading the word of God. That's another big problem we are having today. It's become really challenging uh, because uh, people these days don't want to read the Bible because they, I mean, too much technology. They rely on technology for everything. Therefore, they become lazy. But why do you think that God gives us the Bible? It is to be read. We need to read it over and over and over because when you read the Bible, remember, it is God speaking to you. It's God talking right through your heart. You know, it's like, it's a love letter. So you need to read the Bible. You need to develop that habit to reading the Bible all the time. You know, and by doing that, or we also, you need to pray to ask the Lord to strengthen you with His Holy Spirit. Because remember, we have a lot of false calls, false calls out there who say that the Holy Spirit is not God. Remember, the Holy Spirit is a person, you know, because he thinks, he can be sudden, you know, he speaks. I mean, all the, uh, let's say, attributes that a person possesses, you know, the Holy Spirit possesses the same attributes. All the one, the Holy Spirit has the same attribute that God, you know, possesses. Remember, He is a person. As a matter of fact, He is living in our heart like Jesus is living in our heart. He is there, you know, to convince us from our sin. So you need to pray constantly and ask the Lord, you know, to, you know, wrap you with uh, His Holy Spirit so you can hear His sweet voice talking to you all the time. So, if you read the Bible, you know, you pray, and you look for a good, you know, Bible preaching, teaching church, and you also try to have fellowship with really one believers, one that are up to one live the word of God. Believe me, you will realize that your life will never be the same. And I hope that you, you know, just keep those one those advices that I just gave you. And if anybody wants to be in touch with me, you can just email me at uh, Jepfield. It's J E P P H I L at yahoo.com. It's Jepfield. J-E-P-P-H-I-L 
at yahoo.com and also we have some radio broadcasts that we can invite you to listen to because maybe there are some you know English or some Creole speaking or one Creole or French speaking who are listening to me at this time so we have uh, one radio broadcast every Monday from 1 to 2 o'clock in the afternoon at um, it's one um, it's 1600, 16, 1600 you know um, they call it Radio Vision Novel 1600 I believe it's uh, FM 1600 AM oh, it's AM, AM. Yeah. 1600 <laughs> AM and also I want to have another one every Saturday evening from 10 to 11 you know uh, at night it's uh, um, it it's 1190 1190 a, 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 a,